following is a paid program on 630 WLAP. This is the Tom Dupree Show on News Radio 630 WLAP and WLAP.com. Welcome to the camp. I guess you all know why we're here. My name is Tommy, and I became aware this year. If you want to follow me, to play pinball and put in your earplugs put on your eye shades you know where to put the caulk we're not gonna change we're not gonna change hangman hangman hold it a little while I think I see my friends coming right a many a mile friends you get some silver but you get a little gold what did you bring me my dear friends keep me from the gallows pole what did you bring me keep me from the gallows pole Welcome to the Tom Dupree Show. Yeah. Little country Led Zeppelin to start it off. I love it. If that doesn't wake you up this morning, we can't do anything yeah. for you. We could play a little Rod Stewart and Faces or something. Maybe get them. That'd have to be a little more rock and roll, though. And we've done that before, but, yeah, man, I tell you what, you nailed it with Led Zeppelin three. It's happened. You nailed it. Yep. Oh, uh, that that was when I I remember when that album came out. They sent me that as a I was in this record club and uh, I didn't want it. I I I, I didn't <laughs> think it would. You know, I really wasn't into Led Zeppelin, and I I listened to it and I was just absorbed in this album because it was different than the first two albums, and um, it came out about. 70 or 71 October somewhere. 1970 yeah and uh I just every song on there I I know like the back of my hand it it, it was quite an eclectic mix for Led Zeppelin yes. because Led Zeppelin in one and two is more 
the hard, hard rock, rock and that blues. everybody knows Zeppelin for and a lot yeah. of reworking of some old blues tune. But Led Zeppelin three really was kind of a turning point for yes. them to show how versatile they were. Um, I think kind of got into album. folk, yeah. a little bit, uh, and uh, you know, um, then with Led Zeppelin four, they they kind of came back to their rock roots a little bit. Mm-hmm. But we were just talking off the air when uh, Gallows Pole was playing. Was we were we were impressed with the banjo, yeah, in Gallows Pole, and and I, I think. This is, take it down a few notches, but this is what Robert Plant's doing now is when it? he's out on tour. I mean, he's doing more of this country folk, acoustic right. set. And I, I haven't seen him solo or anything, which I'd, I'd like to just say I saw a member of Led Zeppelin within my lifetime, but kind of is a precursor of what uh, Zeppelin was doing back right. in the 70s. So, Album of the week is Led Zeppelin 4 here on the Tom Dupree Show. Led Zeppelin 3. 3, excuse me. Yeah. Yeah, you know, we we don't think much of four. Yeah, no, it's got a couple. It's of it's fine. Black, Black Dog, that's a yeah. good song. You can play that one later if you we'll want to. We'll do that. Psalm one hundred and twenty-five. You know, I sat down last night and just started reading Psalms, and I started at Psalm one twenty and read all the way through Psalm one fifty, and it was a great uh, experience. Psalm one twenty-five: They that trust in the Lord shall be as Mount Zion which cannot be removed, but abideth forever. As the mountains are round about Jerusalem, so the Lord is round about his people from henceforth even forever. For the rod of the wicked shall not rest upon the lot of the righteous, lest the righteous put forth their hands unto iniquity. Do good, Lord, to those that be good and to them that are upright in their hearts. As for such as turn aside unto their crooked ways, the Lord shall lead them forth with the workers of iniquity. But peace shall be upon Israel. It's Psalm 125. I'm going to talk a little about uh, in this first hour about impeachment and some of the things swirling around Washington. And uh, these are probably some news stories that you wouldn't normally hear unless you dug deep into uh, certain publications and. Uh, this one's from the Wall Street Journal by Kimberly Strassel. I like her stuff. Um, she does a good job. Ukraine smoke and mirrors. There's no substance behind the accusation Democrats claim is impeachable. This uh, article posted on October 10th. Democrats in the media for three years used a fog of facts and speculation to lull America into forgetting there was never a shred of evidence of the Trump-Russia collusion. They flooded the zone with another flurry of scattershot claims in their campaign against Justice Brett Kavanaugh. Republicans might bear these tactics in mind as they confront the left's new impeachment push. In the two weeks since the White House released the transcript of President Trump's call with Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky, the debate has descended into the weeds of process and people. This is unsurprising given the House Democrats' decision to keep hidden the central doings of their impeachment inquiry and the media's need to fill a void. The press has responded by seeking to weave dozens of obscure Ukrainian and U.S. names into a crazy quilt of corruption. Readers have no time to keep track of all the vlads, envoys, and meetings in Spain, and that's the point. The goal is to cover the Trump administration in ugly. Republicans, for their part, are miffed at the highly irregular manner in which this is all unfolding. So they're highlighting the anonymous whistleblower, his or her motives and methods. They pointed out the whistleblower's admission that his information was secondhand. They're drilling into whether he was biased on behalf of a current Democratic presidential candidate they are correctly pointing out that the whistleblower has no legal right to anonymity. Motive matters, but what matters more is the accuracy of the complaint itself. The real news of the past few weeks has been the steady accumulation of evidence that its central claim is totally wrong, which shouldn't be surprising given how many facts the complaint mangled about the call. It alleged, for instance, that Mr. Trump asked Ukraine to locate and turn over servers. 
He didn't. It claims Mr. Trump praised a prosecutor named Yuri Lutsenko and suggested the Ukrainian president keep him in his position. That didn't happen either. There's more, and when the whistleblower can't get the facts of the call right, it's no surprise he got his conclusion wrong too. There is simply no evidence of what House Democrats have made the central claim of their impeachment inquiry, that must Mr. Trump engaged in a quid pro quo by withholding aid to Ukraine unless it opened an investigation into former Vice President Joe Biden. So you remember how this thing has gone is that uh, Hunter Biden, Joe Biden's son, was able to get a position with a Ukrainian gas company earning $50,000 a month uh, based on uh, Mr. Biden's influence in the Ukraine during his time in the Obama administration. We now have the transcript of the call in which Mr. Trump never threatened to withhold aid as a condition of an investigation. He doesn't even mention money. The press is trying to suggest the threat was implicit, which means he didn't say it. There's also the belated and devastating fact that the Ukrainians say they had no knowledge the aid was being withheld until a month after the call. How can you demand a quo when the target is unaware of the quid? Further, the aid was released despite no investigation or dirt from Ukraine. And Mr. Zelensky has twice said there was no pressure or blackmail from the U.S. with regard to an investigation. We also now have the opening statement of Kurt Volker, the former special representative to the Ukraine, from his testimony last week to the House Intelligence Committee. As you will see from the extensive messages I am providing, Mr. Volker said, Vice President Biden was never a topic of discussion during his negotiations with Kiev. He also testified he did not discuss the withholding of aid with his Ukrainian counterparts until late August. This is second confirmation of the Ukrainian statement <coughs> Excuse me, that they had no clue during the July phone call that there was any risk to aid. Then there are the text messages. Democrats have highlighted several in which a State Department diplomat frets that aid is being withheld for political reasons. They neglect to point out that the U.S. ambassador in the European Union, Gordon Sondland, shut down that claim in his own text. You are incorrect. The president has been crystal clear of no quid pro quos of any kind. Republicans will be tempted to keep jumping down the rabbit holes the media and the left dig for them. They'd be better off uniformly noting that the central players in this episode and the written record have already refuted this complaint and that anything further is theater no different from the Russia collusion hype. The left is again counting on the public getting lost in the swirl of innuendo. But facts matter, especially when it comes to impeachment. Think about it, folks. What you're being fed is a bunch of BS. And because of the steady drumbeat of the press and the Democrats against Trump for so long, you know, finally this stuff is supposedly sticking with the public. But I think it'll be found to be without substance. Now, whether they impeach him or not is a different matter. Stay with us. You're listening to the Tom Dupree Show. It's News Radio 630 WLAP. I want. Just want to be informed. Impeachable acts. Anonymous whistleblowers. Witch hunt. What's going on? Need to know what happened. Turkey and Syria. China. Tariffs. Can't win in 2020. Check in and catch up. The information. Now. Every day. Every day. News Radio 630 WLAP. The greatest benefit we offer our customers is clearly the Genesis Diamond's best price guarantee. That's Genesis Diamond's Vice President Wendy Canavan making a very bold and strong statement about price. Wendy explained the best price guarantee. It's very simple. We buy so well and price so low that we can make this statement. If we can't sell our GIA certified diamond for less than our competition, we will just give you our diamond for free. That's any jewelry store in Kentuckiana. So drive around, get your best price, then let Wendy and her team show you real 
real value. Because we go overseas to buy our diamonds direct from the world's finest diamond cutters, we can provide the absolute lowest price on GIA certified diamonds anywhere in Kentuckyana. They're putting their money where their mouth is. Who else but Genesis Diamonds can make a statement like that? Genesis Diamonds, with a selection up to 40 times ordinary jewelry stores. Hand-picked GIA certified diamonds in all shapes and sizes with no middleman markups. We are direct diamond importers. Diamonds are our specialty. Genesis Diamonds, official jeweler of the Wildcats on Shelbyville Road in Louisville. 630 WLAP. Back on the Tom Dupree Show, John Short, we welcome. Right here, Great American. John, you like Led Zeppelin, don't you? No, no, there's any fans. Just take any grin and, and like, touch the, bluegrass and gospel and pretty much, so yeah. Well, this is picking and grinning. It's just uh, done by an English rock band. If you, if, if you were a Led Zeppelin fan, you would like this album. I would. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you would, John. Okay, I'm trying to get up. you. I'm trying to get you to listen to something different. <laughs> I know. <laughs> All right, John. How you doing today? I'm as well. How you doing? Good. I was like, if the Bolsheviks want to impeach Trump, Trump needs to impeach those Bolsheviks, all those Democrats. Well, I'm going to present a case during this hour that I don't think he should be impeached. No, he shouldn't be impeached. Why not impeach Nancy Pelosi, impeach Warren, impeach Sanders? They need to be impeached. Right. I agree with you. Let's impeach them all. That's right. Let's impeach them all. Yep. Impeach Andy Bashir too. Yeah, he's he needs to be impeached. Yep. I agree with you. And if you put if you put on the ballot about people want to legalize marijuana, I'm gonna vote no because it's a gateway drug. I'm gonna vote yeah. no. Yeah, me too. I agree, I agree with you. Put it on the ballot. Yeah. I, I agree with Andy Bashir on that. Put it on the ballot. And I, I'm ready to vote no. I'm ready to vote no right now. Right. I agree with you. Yep. And the biggest mistake Trump did this week is take those truths out of Syria. Should have kept him in there or double or triple the troops. Yeah, I think Trump is seeing that it's making a mistake. We need to go back in Syria and, and protect the Kurds. Me too. Definitely need to do that by 
at least by sundown tonight. Before the, we need to do it before Kentucky plays Arkansas. Yeah, right. I agree with you, John. I'm agreeing with you on everything today. That's good. And we already saw by Tim Beacons. Both teams are two and three. But I believe we win by Tim Beacons today. Who's going to play quarterback? I don't know, but whoever plays quarterback for Kentucky and Arkansas will take a win. We can have a 10th string quarterback and we'll win the game tonight. You think Lynn Bowden will play quarterback? He could play quarterback. We'll see what happens. Yeah. But it doesn't matter who your quarterback is for University of Kentucky. We'll win the game tonight. Are you going to call Matt Jones' pregame show? I am at 3.30, yep. Yeah. Do they, all, the show too? do they always take your call? They do, yep. That's good. Are you calling the show too? No, I don't. I'm a I'm a, a radio guy, so therefore I don't call shows. Okie dokie. And I watched people with Madness last night on on the ACC network. You watch watch two? The the Blue Blue Madness. Oh yeah, Blue was Madness. it on the SEC network? It is. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Here's what I should. Here's what I should. Who they should done do the. They should have had Ralph Hacker. They should have him come in and, and do the thing on television because Ralph is, he he knows take basketball real well. Yeah, he does. All right, John, ten big ones. Ten big ones tonight, and I hope John Trump is listening to the show and the late, and no way he knows that. Well, him. Oh, back. he does. He listens to the Tom Dupree show every week. He, he I get calls from him. He, he calls from him. Yeah, he he calls. He says. Give me the number of that fella John Short. I want to talk to him. <laughs> which, he, which he never does, Huddy. <laughs> no. And just so, just, that's the biggest mistake I think Trump ever did. I think it was true. Yeah. All right, John. Appreciate okay, okay, it. Okay. Thank you. Welcome. Bye. GOP voters tell lawmakers to stick with Trump. Uh, at gatherings with the GOP congressman, Republicans criticized impeachment probe, but Democrats pressed representatives to back investigation. Blaine, Minnesota, Republican Representative Tom Emmer's opposition to the House impeachment probe fueled a heated town hall meeting here Tuesday. With Democrats urging him to stand up to the president while the three-term congressman blamed them for looking for a reason to attack Mr. Trump. That's exactly what's going on. Mr. Emmer's steadfastness reinforced his standing with Leander Wetter, a lifelong Republican who was in the minority at the event despite the president's 25% margin of victory in this uh, district in 2016. There are allegations brought against him that are untruthful and unwarranted the 76-year-old collector of toy trains and tractors said of the president. We need to take a break here. Stay with us. You are listening to the Tom Dupree Show, News Radio 630 WLAP. Hi, this is Elton John, and I've just written my very own autobiography called Me. iHeartRadio is throwing me a launch party with a nationwide broadcast live from the iHeartRadio Theater in Los Angeles. I'll be sharing stories about the book, my life, and my songs. iHeartRadio icons with Elton John, celebrating the launch of Elton John's autobiography, Me. Listen right here and watch on the CW app and CWTV.com, Wednesday at 10 p.m. Guys, waking up over and over to pee is not okay. But now, you can reduce those nighttime bathroom trips with the ingredients in Super Beta Prostate P3 Advanced. We're talking about less urges to pee at night, less bathroom trips during the day, and better bladder emptying. It's like taking three prostate supplements in one. You can try a full 30-day bottle of P3 Advanced, free. Just pay shipping and handling. No strings attached, no obligations, and no commitments to buy. This is a 30-day supply, absolutely free. Call 1-800-394-5470. Super Beta Prostate is the best-selling brand in major retailers like Walmart. But for this no-strings-attached free bottle, you must call now. Call 1-800-394-5470. Don't miss out on this unprecedented free offer. Call 1-800-394-5470. one 800 394-5470.
Just outside Los Angeles, the Saddle Ridge fire burning, forcing mandatory evacuations, the fast-moving blaze fueled by whipping winds. ABC's Matt Gutman is on the ground. 7,000 acres here in greater Los Angeles were burned, but more so because so many residents were forced to flee their homes. Over 100,000 at one point. Many of those people hope to be able to get back home today with the fires laying down a little bit. In Syria, tens of thousands of families fleeing a key town overtaken by Turkey's military. ABC's Ian Panel is at one school being used as a shelter. It claims to have taken the crucial border town of Ras Alain, where many of these families came from just in the last three days. They say there's no one here to help. There are no international aid agencies. The UN isn't here. And this is just one school of many dotted across northern Syria now. The Turkey offensive comes as President Trump pulled U.S. troops out of the area, leaving a key ally. The Kurdish force is vulnerable. Michelle Franz and ABC News. That cold front continues to move through for this Saturday. However, most of those rain chances will be uh, decreasing for your afternoon and evening hours. Temperatures topping out only into the upper 50s, maybe some getting into the lower 60s. It's going to be a chilly day. That breezy uh, wind still sticking around as well with a mix of sunny clouds around the afternoon and evening. I'm WKYT. You're all just out of Bernstein. News Radio 630 WLAP. Broadcasting live 24 7 from the heart of Big Blue Nation. This is News Radio 630 WLAP, an iHeart Radio station. When you're a dad, these kinds of quotes happen. I don't know what twerking is, but I have some yard twerk that needs to get done. Well, have you heard of a phone call? It's that new app on your phone. The car looks good, son, but that muffler looks exhausted. New jeans? They have holes in them. Oh, no. I say these things now? Yeah, but Safe Auto will get you a great car insurance quote in just three minutes. That could save you 25% at 1-800-SAFE-AUTO. You just keep the dad quotes coming. Do you have three ex-wives and your current trophy wife wants a life insurance policy three times the size of the policies you had to purchase for your previous mistakes? If so, you need to call Big Lou at Term Provider, 800-276-1640. Big Lou is intimately familiar with your problems, and if you're 50 or 60 years old and in reasonably good health, a $1 million policy should only cost about $100 to $200 per month. Big Lou may have a solution for your previous policies as well. You may even save enough money to lighten the load on your new $1 million policy. Remember, call Big Lou. He's like you, except he's only on number two. Call Term Provider at 800-276-1640. That's 800-276-1640 for a million dollars in term life insurance that you can live with. Call Big Lou at 800-276-1640. 800-276-1640. 630-WLAP. Tom DeFree show. Okay. Let me get back to this uh, article I was reading from by Natalie Andrews from the Wall Street Journal. Uh, town halls this week offered a glimpse of how House Republicans plan to defend Mr. Trump when Congress returns to Washington on Tuesday, the president's support in GOP strongholds 
appears solid as Democrats lead a probe focusing on his efforts to press the president of Ukraine in a phone call to investigate Democratic presidential candidate Joe Biden. A Wall Street Journal NBC news poll released Tuesday showed that 31% of Americans support a House impeachment inquiry that House Nancy Speaker Pelosi, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, launched last month, while an additional 24% say ev- enough evidence already exists for lawmakers to remove Mr. Trump from office. But the polls showed a sharp partisan divide. Some 84% of Democrats say the accusations against Mr. Trump are serious and merit investigation, while 78% of Republicans agree with the statement that the accusations are more of the same politically motivated attacks. There were so many questions about the allegations against the president and the lack of GOP support for an investigation at Mr. Emmer's town hall that an aide eventually declared the congressman wouldn't answer any more questions on the subject. He was greeted with boos. Their eyes are so glazed over with this, this visceral hatred of the president, they can't see anything else, Mr. Emmer said in an interview just before the event. As chairman of the National Republican Congressional Committee, the party's campaign arm, Mr. Emmer has been tasked with winning back the House majority. He sees the Democratic move towards impeachment benefiting Republicans, especially in the 31 House districts. Democrats captured last year that the president won in 2016. House Republicans must win a net of 19 seats to gain the majority. Democrats at the gatherings asked the lawmakers to focus on election security or support the House investigation before defending the president. Those Republican talking points, I've heard them a hundred times, said Laurie Toll, a 65-year-old in Lino Lakes, Minnesota, who attended Mr. Emmer's event. I don't feel like he answered the questions that were asked, Mrs. Toll said of Mr. Emmer. We need someone who's responsive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mr. Trump's July 25th call and the events leading up to it were the focus of a whistleblower complaint by an officer of the Central Intelligence Agency who alleged that the president abused his power by targeting political rivals. Mr. Trump has denied any wrongdoing related to Ukraine and called the impeachment effort a kangaroo court. The day after Mr. Emmert's event, well, anyway, Republicans in the room agreed, maintained their support for the president. So this is not really news. The Repub- His strength is still pretty strong with the Republican base, maybe What's going on will make him even stronger. Hamilton wouldn't impeach Trump. This is another uh, article from the Wall Street Journal written by the attorney, Mr. Alan Dershowitz. What's an an impeachable offense? Representative Maxine Waters, chairman of the House Financial Services Committee, says the definition is purely political. Whatever Congress says it is, there is no law. She's wrong. At the Constitutional Convention of 1787, the framers debated impeachment of a president. Some argued for the power of Congress to remove the president for maladministration or other open-ended terms that appeared in several state constitutions. Others, including James Madison, opposed such vague criteria, fearful that they would turn the republic into a British-style parliamentary system in which confident... Congress could remove a president over political differences, effectively a vote of no confidence. That, Madison argued, would be the equivalent to tenure-doing pleasure of the Senate. The framers wanted an independent president who could be removed only for genuine wrongdoing. So they agreed to the criteria that became part of the Constitution, treason, bribery, or other high crimes and misdemeanors. In Federalist Paper Number 65, Alexander Hamilton elaborated on the meaning of high crimes. Those offenses which proceed from the misconduct of public men, or in other words, for the abuse or violation of some public trust. They are of a nature which may be with peculiar 
propriety be denominated political as they relate chiefly to injuries done immediately to society itself. Hamilton didn't say the process of impeachment is entirely political. He said the offense has to be political. He continued, the prosecution of such offenses will seldom fail to agitate the passions of the whole community and to divide it into parties more or less friendly or inimical, inimical to the accused. In many cases, it will connect itself with the pre-existing factions and will enlist all their animosities, partialities, influence, and interest on one side or on the other, and in such cases there will always be the greater danger that the decision will be regulated more by the comparative strength of parties than by the real demonstrations of innocence or guilt. If Hamilton's words sound prescient, it's because he foresaw how the process of impeachment and removal could easily be exploited for political advantage, as Democrats are attempting now and Republicans tried to do when they impeached President Clinton in 1998. Hamilton was concerned that the decision to impeach and remove the accused be based not on the comparative strength of parties, but rather on real demonstrations of innocence or guilt. These words imply quasi-legal process rather than an exclusively political one. There is an inevitable political component to the decision to impeach and remove a president but it should come into play only if the objective constitutional criteria are met. Even if president did commit treason, bribery, or other high crimes and misdemeanors, the House could, not, could decide on political grounds not to move forward on impeachment. The constitutional criteria are necessary for impeachment, but they don't necessitate it. <laughs> the framers didn't want impeachment power to become a political weapon. Okay. That's what we're down to. It's being used as a political weapon. And as such, Alexander Hamilton, one of the framers, would not uh, approve of it. The framers, by rejecting open-ended criteria such as maladministration and substituting more specific and criminal-like criteria sent a message to future generations. Impeachment should not be a political measure governed by the comparative strength of parties. It should be based on the real demonstration of innocence or guilt of the accused. It is left to Congress to be reasonable and conscientious in interpreting the words treason, bribery, or other high crimes and misdemeanors. A tall order in our hyper-partisan age. We also find, uh, according to the Washington, uh, what is this, Washington Times, Washington Examiner by Rob Crilly, the 2020 Democratic candidate with whom the CIA uh, whistleblower had a professional tie is Joe Biden. So this whistleblower who has come out with this stuff against the president, won't reveal his identity, is afraid to. And the president has to be able to face his accuser and has had a professional relationship with Joe Biden in the past. Lawyers for the whistleblower said he had worked only in the executive branch. The Washington Examiner has established that he is a career CIA analyst who was detailed to the National Security Council at the White House and has since left. On September 26th, the New York Times reported that he was a CIA officer. On October 4th, the newspaper added that he was detailed to the National Security Council at one point. Michael Atkinson, the intelligence community's inspector general, told members of Congress that the whistleblower had a professional tie to a 2020 Democratic candidate. He had written earlier that while the whistleblower's complaint was credible, he had shown some indicia of an arguable political bias, bias in favor of a rival political candidate. Okay, we know that the whistleblower 
is a Democrat and has shown a political bias towards Democrats. This is, it's preposterous. His identity can't be revealed. We know he's a Democrat. We know that Adam Schiff was in touch with him before the complaint was made. Those three things alone ought to disqualify this whole thing from going forward. Stay with us. You're listening to the Tom Dupree Show, News Radio 630 WLAP. The news you want. The whistleblower. They're trying to stop me because they know I answer to you. The news. Two Giuliani associates. You need. Rick Perry. Iranian oil tanker. Stay in the know. Invasion of Syria. With News Radio 630 WLAP. Millions of fans have witnessed the concert experience that launched a one-of-a-kind rock holiday tradition. Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Live in concert. The show that started it all. The all-new Christmas Eve and other stories like you've never seen it before. Presented by Hallmark Channel. December 5th, Rupp Arena. The power of rock, combined with the majesty of classical. Reserved seats are on sale now at LiveNation.com. A portion of all proceeds to benefit Kentucky Children's Hospital. December 5th, Rupp Arena. Don't miss Trans-Siberian Orchestras. All new Christmas Eve and other stories live. 630 WLAP. Back on the Tom Dupree Show. By the way, my ads have not been playing. They're supposed to. Uh, Dupree Financial Group is a uh, uh, registered investment advisor. That's where I work. That's who sponsors this show. Uh, for some reason, they the station did not put the ads in. Uh, Dupree Financial Group specializes in retirement investing our numbers 859-233-0400 so we have here that joe biden worked with the whistleblower now this is an article that says that uh they think that trump is likely to be impeached david price the washington post says that the Senate is likelier to remove Trump after impeachment than you think. As the House of Representatives builds momentum to impeach Donald Trump, conventional wisdom holds that the constitutionally required two-thirds vote in the Senate to remove him would be impossible. The conventional wisdom is wrong. While getting rid of the president this way remains far from certain, it is more likely than most observers will admit, and it's becoming a stronger possibility day by day as Trump's foreign policy stumbles remind GOP senators that speaking against the president doesn't have to be political suicide. Historically inclined naysayers cite the acquittals of only two impeached presidents as support for the argument that Trump won't be removed. Those examples, both of which ended with the commander-in-chief beating the charges against him and serving out his full term, on the first blush do appear to bolster that case. Andrew Johnson's experience in particular astounds to this day. After that, President's egregious behavior and manifest unfitness for office got him impeached by the Republican-dominated House in 1868. 
the Senate failed to remove him from office by one vote. That result came despite the GOP holding a greater than two-thirds majority in the Senate. All right, so this guy thinks, you know, that, that Trump, that the, the Senate would indeed vote to um, get rid of Trump, but I tend to disagree. As casualties mount in Syrian offensive, the move to sanction Turkey gains bipartisan steam in Congress. Serious consequences. Wyoming Republican Liz Cheney has emerged as one of the most vocal leaders of the growing bipartisan chorus in Congress who seek to punish Turkey for its military campaign against America's Kurdish allies in northern Syria. The campaign has displaced at least 70,000 people and killed more than a dozen civilians on both sides of the border. President Erdogan and his regime must place serious consequences, face serious consequences for mercilessly attacking our Kurdish allies in northern Syria who incurred thousands of casualties in the fight against ISIS and helped us protect the homeland, Cheney said in announcing that she, along with some 30 fellow Republican House members would introduce sanctions legislation. These sanctions are not only a response to the Erdogan regime's violent attacks in northern Syria. Congress has long had concerns about the regime's cooperation with U.S. adversaries such as Russia. If Turkey wants to be treated like an ally, it must begin behaving like one. Three choices. In a pair of tweets yesterday, President Trump argued that by bringing about the destruction of the ISIS physical caliphate, the U.S. had done its job perfectly and that now Turkey is attacking the Kurds who have been fighting each other for 200 years. We have one of three choices, send in thousands of troops and win militarily, hit Turkey very hard financially with sanctions, or mediate a deal between Turkey and the Kurds. Of the three, I hope it's going to be the last one. Trump said a short time later when questioned by reporters on the White House lawn. Look, we have no soldiers in Syria. We've won. We beat ISIS, and we beat them badly and decisively, he said. The last thing I want to do is bring thousands and thousands of soldiers in and defeat everybody again. We've already done that. Trump derails mediation, then calls for it. Trump's call for a mediated settlement strikes some as odd, given that his actions effectively scuttled the previous negotiated settlement, a so-called security mechanism under which U.S. and Turkish troops would jointly patrol the border. The arrangement was designed to prevent mutual threats between Kurdish forces in Turkey. In a background briefing, two senior Administration officials said Trump's goal is to find common ground to come up with a ceasefire, come up with a way to bridge the gap between the YPG wing of the PKK and Turkey. The YPG is the Kurdish militia, the Kurdistan Workers' Party, or PKK is a militant group that Turkey considers <coughs> a terrorist organization. Turkey has negotiated in the past with the PKK. It has had ceasefires with the PKK. And in fact, it has negotiated with the political wing of the YPG in Syria for several years until 2015, one official told reporters on a background conference call. So we are hoping and exploring ways with both sides that could find that path forward. That's the path the president would prefer to do, would most prefer to do. A negotiated settlement of this thing that meets everybody's needs. Four decisions. The two officials who briefed reporters also shed light on the president's thinking after Turkish President Recep Tayyip Erdogan, Erdogan made clear in the now famous Sunday night phone call that he planned to send troops into Syria to battle the Kurds. Trump, they said, came to four key decisions. One, the United States will not endorse the invasion, give it any kind of political cover, or in any way suggest it was a good idea. Number two, the United States will not provide any military support, something requested by the Turks at various times, including the call on Sunday. 
Number three, the United States will not oppose the invasion, invasion militarily because Turkey is a NATO ally. Four, if Turkey acts in a way that is disproportionate, inhumane, or otherwise goes beyond the lines that the president has in his own mind, the United States is willing to oppose significant costs. Watching closely, we made this very clear to President Erdogan early on that the invasion of Syria was a bad idea, said National Security Advisor Robert O'Brien on Fox. We don't want to see a humanitarian disaster, and we also had a great victory against the ISIS caliphate, and we don't want to see that roll back, O'Brien told Fox's Lou Dobbs. So we're watching this very closely, and we're very concerned about the situation, O'Brien said. If the Turks don't meet their commitments, and if this operation continues, I think there's a good chance that there'll be economic sanctions again. And when the president put in place some tariffs, the Turkish lira took a real hit. So I think that President Erdogan knows that President Trump means business. So, you know, to me, we should, uh, I think we should oppose what Turkey's doing in northern Syria because the Turks are not good people. I mean, the the president of Turkey, he is a, he's a thug. Uh, he wants to impose his will on places around him just because he's a NATO ally does not mean we should not oppose what he does. And uh, many congressmen and senators have squawked about this and have, um, you know, spoken out against us pulling back and, and allowing Turkey to do this. You'll hear from Philip Sexton in just a bit. And uh, as we move into the second hour, uh, you'll be talking, we'll, we'll be talking about business and uh, the economy. Stay with us. You're listening to the Tom Dupree Show on News Radio 630 WLAP. 